Hello and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are. I'm your host, Sarah Poet. Women are healing from outdated paradigms and we are rising. And we're not doing it by fighting or further depleting ourselves anymore. We are doing it by remembering who we are and standing in that unified truth. Here, we remember together through stories, tools, and curiosity. And in doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. Visit sarahpoet.com today for tools for your feminine, masculine awakening journey and to schedule mentorships and couples coaching with me directly. Now, let's begin. Hello, beautiful Sacred Remembering community. This is Sarah Poet. So glad you're here. Today, we're going to bring forward a conversation with Thea Satram, who is just a womb expert, in my opinion, and such an intuitive and a wise woman. And there have been a few episodes in this season on the womb aspects of womb sovereignty, very, very important topic. And I really wanted Thea to come onto the podcast this season and um, bring forward her wisdom there's a lot of really deep wisdom um, for her to share. And so she said, yes, and she's here today. I'm so, uh, so happy to share this episode. Um, I hope you're well. I hope your week has been going well. I have a little uh, post-eclipse flu-like symptoms. Could be that, you know, nasty bug that we talk about in the world a lot. Um, so yeah, I've been an interesting week of really slowing down and surrendering and um, allowing what does not serve to burn off. You know, I kind of joked to the Heartland group and I was like, you know, I I take this soul warriorship really seriously. And um, yeah, I'm a soul warrior. So even when I get sick, I'm like, all right, there's meaning in it. There's a reason. Um, And there has been, there's been lots of really good stuff, not all easy, um, that has been, you know, revealed this week that wants to be shed, you know, all of those things. So remember, it's not happening (laughs) to you. It's happening for you. Don't, don't we know it? Um, so we're going to get to the episode in just a moment, but I did want to share with you a few things that are going on, um, yeah, even through my feverish um, <laughs> ups and downs this week, uh, you know, things are becoming clear. And so I wanted to share just a couple of things that are going on with embodied breath, my practice. And the first being that sovereignty sessions are in full swing. So you can find those at sarahpoet.com. And if this is your very first time working with me and aligning to the truth of who you are um, in a one-on-one session, then you can use code 
intuition, all caps, intuition for $75 off your first session. And I look forward to meeting you and just reflecting, uh, you know, your sovereign and true self back to you, right? Um, really, really fantastic results from those sessions. And actually, I will read you a recent testimonial because that's fun. After a recent session, uh, Cass said, wow, you have such unique medicine. And so I asked her to tell us more about that. Um, She said, I am navigating with much more grace and power since our session. I'm anchoring back into my feminine softness and connection to light with much more ease and alignment as feels authentic to me. She said, I knew immediately upon stepping into the container with Sarah during our sovereignty session that I was in powerful hands. Her setting of sacred space was one of the most beautiful and comprehensive processes that I have ever experienced before. And what was allowed to follow in our session was nothing short of potent and illuminating. Um, and it goes on from there, but that, that is such a, amazing start. And so um, you can read more testimonials and find uh, the scheduling information online at sarahpoet.com under work with me. And um, and if that feels good, and then we can go from there if you want to dive even deeper. Um, the second thing that I wanted to share with you is that I think a mastermind is brewing. And a mastermind is where we all come together, um, you know, with our consciousness, with this like hive mind, right? where we're all coming not as like a passive recipient of information that I'm passing on to you, but as active participants in something that wants to come forward. And this is for female entrepreneurs in years zero through three. So maybe you haven't even leapt from your job yet. Um, Maybe you're still making a plan or maybe you're a little bit seasoned. Um, but you are a female, probably a spiritual entrepreneur on sole purpose. And what you're doing is very unique to you. And so, you know, maybe you have been looking at the options of uh, business coaching out there. Maybe you've tried a few. And what you're realizing is that you don't fit into the cookie cutter um, approach or that it's just not going to work for you. Um, the other thing that I hear women saying a lot these days, which I think is really, I'm so excited that this is happening, that we are wising, wisening, wising up to this, um, that <laughs> just forgive that. Like, I don't know what the word is, but we're getting smart to this, that, um, you know, a, a lot of us have paid really big money into these like high-end coaches in this industry um, for them to, for female coaches to teach us methods of hustle, like <laughs> old methods of patriarchal hustle. And we're like, what the fuck? I didn't realize that's what I was signing up <laughs> for, right? Okay. So some of us have been there and done that. And 
you know, we know that there's a new way. There's a new way emerging for female entrepreneurs where we are aware of the feminine energetics, the masculine energetics. We are not hustling. We are not going into like over productivity. Good Lord. I have no desire to tell you how many times to post on Instagram for the best, you know, views and business acquisition and all that shit, like zero interest in that. What I am interested in is how as a female business owner, you can invest your, your energy, your skill, your talent and do this among other women, right? And, and then receive back for your energy. This is why I'm calling this sustain because so much of this quote unquote industry would have you spend giant amounts of money um, in the very, you know, beginning, which of course I did when I, you know, I, I had some money in the beginning and then you're like spending top dollar and, and it's so um, forceful and it's so exhausting and it's often exhausting of your resources as a woman, which I am passionate about talking about women's resources. And so, you know, we have our inherent resources, we have our money monetary resources, our relational resources. And we want all of that to sustain and also um, regenerate and replenish. And so that's the new model that we are discovering now. And so um, I want to, I want to hold space for that. I want to invite us into that. So sustain is going to be coming. Please make sure that you are on my email list at sarahpoet.com. And it's going to be coming soon and coming this summer. And I am going to try out a new, I think, feminine and fair pricing model, which I am really excited about because I've wanted to do this for a while. Different people kind of talked me out of it. And I'm, uh, you know, trusting my bold intuition <laughs> that usually proves to be kind of correct. And so uh, when I listen to it, um, and so what we're going to do is, you know, there's going to be like a, a, an amount of money that, you know, I need to make for, um, hosting this and, and putting in the work and that kind of thing. And then we're just going to divide that total by the number of people that join. And there's probably going to be a cap, like eight women so that we keep this really, um, close and friendly. And, you know, everyone has, um, a good, good chance to mastermind. Um, I absolutely 1000% trust the consciousness of the groups that, um, want to form through my business. And I absolutely 1000% trust who shows up. It's always, always divine and perfect. And so, you know, um, if three people show up, if eight people show up, we just like divide the praise. And so um, I like... I like this idea. I'll be talking more about it on social media and in my emails. Um, and so therefore it's not like I'm trying to price gouge, right? I'm not like, okay, everybody is seven or $10,000. And, you know, then I'm trying to get as many people in the door, like 20 people in the door. So then I can be like, oh, I got the biggest launch ever. 
I'm not interested in doing that. Um, I am interested in quality and fairness and reciprocity and right exchange and those things. And so I'm also interested in getting paid, right? Um, but not doing the, the like price gouging thing. So these are some of my ideas that are percolating and the ways that I want to start to do it differently. So again, sign up at sarahpoet.com. And the last third and final thing that I want to give you an update on uh, is this podcast. Um, You may have noticed that I went from being very great about um, posting every week to lately it's been like every other week or when I get to it. And that feels better. Um, But also I want to... um, yeah, like give you a heads up about what I'm doing. And I think what's happening right now with the podcast is that I'm going to be gearing down for the summer and taking a break during the summer. Um, part of that is because I'm parenting more in the summer. And part of that is because I, I really have been going through some changes, um, with embodied breath and, and sacred remembering and what wants to happen. And, um, I'm not entirely in a space today to talk about what that is that does want to happen. But first, it's a pause. And then most likely, there will be a return of the podcast, but my bandwidth for it and, um, you know, and, and what holds, uh, the podcast and my work, um, I want to make sure that that's all in integrity, uh, structural integrity and things like that. And so I'm going to be, um, pausing and doing some of that, um, energetic maintenance, if you will, on these structures, the podcast, what I offer, um, before I bring it back, before I just keep, you know, going to just keep going. Um, and that feels good. What I am very much enjoying, you know, because I've given so much on this podcast, like I have given so much free content on this podcast. You could just go back and listen to like 120 episodes plus and receive a lot of education. And I'm all about that. I've loved this podcast, but I also want to work in the spaces of transformation with you where I know, I know that so much more happens. Um, and so one of the things that I have been offering are um, workshops call them master classes. And those have been on evenings and weekends, and I charge a little bit of money for them. But you come into um, you know, a closer container with me where I am really planning like a curriculum and that that's the teacher in me. And then um, you know, you get some direct QA, etc. So keep an eye out for those this summer via my email list. Again, please, please be on that. If you are listening to this podcast, you got to be on that because there's so much that comes through that email list to you. Um, and I, I would love to stay connected. So keep an eye out for those master classes that are coming. I just did one on, um, you know, how should the the masculine hold space for the feminine. And that one was really great. And as soon as I followed the intuition, that divine spark to do it, there were so many downloads that came through me. And I think what 
what ended up coming out was pretty cool. Um, and so that's usually how it works. And so I feel another one coming called Masculine Feminine Money. It's a concept that I've been working on for a while now. And um, yeah, I look forward to beginning to teach that um, a little bit more closely as well. And probably a Saturday workshop coming up. So stay tuned for that. And yeah, just, you know, I have a couple of interviews left here to release for this season of the Sacred Remembering podcast. And then I'll let you know if I'm taking that official break or or what. So those are my updates. Um, got a little long-winded because I haven't released a podcast in a week and a half. So um, thank you for listening. And thank you for being here to listen to Thea and um, and this deep wisdom about the womb. And the last thing that I'll say about this is, you know, just tune in here to like all of the layers and all of the layers of invitation um, about the womb. And the reason I say that is <laughs> maybe my own projection, but a few years ago, you know, when I was, well, I guess it's like going on five, six years ago now, but and and before that, like even after I had had children <laughs> that lived and grew in my womb space, um, even after that, when I was like a school principal and, you know, if somebody had said womb, I may have been like, ooh, that's a little hippie for me, right? So this word, like we, you know, we are these womb bearers. It is one of, I mean, like it's this like power center in our body, right? And so even if you're not really familiar with this concept of womb, or even if you're super familiar, there's something in this podcast for everyone. Okay. So tune in, you're going to want to learn more. And I'm just so glad you're here. It's so it's such a pleasure to to do this and to have these conversations and to bring them forward to you. So if you like it, please leave a um, a rating and a review on Apple and Spotify, and that is is so kind of you. Okay, all right, here we go. Hi, Thea. Welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast. Thank you for being here. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. It's great oh to be gosh. here. <laughs> You're so welcome. I've been really excited. Uh, this season, I really wanted to have more conversations about the womb. And we didn't have a lot of conversations about the womb, but you are definitely someone that I wanted to bring onto the podcast, invite onto the podcast to talk about this area of expertise because it's it's such a sacred space and topic, obviously. And I think collectively we're warming up to this topic. You know, we're um, maybe awakening as to like how sacred this space in the body really is mm-hmm. um, and the importance of sovereignty in the womb space. We talk on this podcast a lot about energetics of exchange and um, just how to stay sovereign in the body and in the energy field. And women, we really need to be staying sovereign in the womb. 
and really regaining that, um, you know, across space and time. So that is, that is my why for inviting Thea and Thea, um, is the creator and founder at Solar Womb. But Thea, I would love for you to, um, introduce yourself to us and to listeners. Um, yeah, we'll get started. Great. Yeah. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah. So as you said, my name is Thea and I am, a licensed massage therapist and the founder of Solar Womb. And Solar Womb um, just came through last year is when I um, started with that name for my business. And it just resonated so strongly, this connection with the sun and with this idea that, you know, the sun is what gives us life. Similarly, the womb is what gives us life. And how the sun can really, you know, restructure our consciousness. And similarly, what we create and um, allow inside of our wombs, um, willingly or unwillingly, has a consciousness to it. And there are some beautiful um, ways to clear out anything like inorganic that has entered our womb space. And to come into more sovereignty within our womb and sovereignty to me in that space just means that we are in touch with our own inner authority and our emotions and connected to God source. Um, And so solar womb is, has been birthed um, through me last year after many years of doing abdominal massage. And I entered into a space of working more with the quantum healing and more kind of multidimensional aspects and just really resonated so strongly with this idea of solar womb and to bring in life um, to our womb space. Mm. Mm. Really powerful. I mean, there's so much behind that that I can feel. And yeah, like bringing the sun into the womb space. uh, Wow. I feel like um, we can maybe pick up on the conversation of, of sovereignty in the womb a little later in the conversation. And because I think it's the one that we can build toward. <laughs> yes, um, yes. Yeah. But I loved <laughs> what you were saying about um, what we allow to enter in. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, last year, I, I actually did talk about it on the podcast uh, when I was kind of birthing Heartland last year. And I love that you and I are both like, well, these things come to us and then we're, we're in service to <laughs> them and we're figuring out what they are as, as we're um, serving them. But after Heartland came to me, which is really about sovereignty and energetic sovereignty and earth connection and source connection and, and the real re- reclamation of the feminine energetic on the planet. And um, I was in that space and realized I still have an IUD. Wow. Mm-hmm. And And it was like, Mm -hmm. this IUD has been trying to tell me to get it out of my body Mm -hmm. for a long time. Um, And if anyone like has an IUD, zero shame. I mean, like, Mm -hmm. yay, birth control, right? Um, (laughs) But but like my body didn't want this in there anymore. My Mm. womb did not want it in there. And it was this, you know, thing that I kind of thought I had to do. um, Mm. Honestly, like if, you know, 
if I didn't want to have children or like, mm-hmm. I, I was like, okay, just make sure of it. And yeah. So it was this whole awakening around, wait, why have I allowed, you know, access to my womb space in the way that I have? I mean, really giant questions, mm-hmm. um, really came to the, to, to awareness, to consciousness, um, in 2021 mm-hmm. around this and around womb sovereignty. So, um, yeah, really, really exciting topic. And I, I, I love, um, that that question of access or that topic of access. Yes. And thank you for sharing that, Sarah. Yeah. Like what, j- just, just how strong of a message that was that, that, that this needs to come out and that you listened, you know, and I think that is, it's different for each woman and what is right for them at what time, you know, but that that was really speaking to you um, to have that removed. And, and, and I'm curious, yeah, just, just how, how that was for you then, then after also. Yeah. Yeah. We, I don't want to, you know, (laughs) I want to hear more about you. Um, but, but (laughs) the, the interesting, I mean, it was, it was such a journey and I'm just trying to tap into that now. Um, but I ended up, there's a woman here locally named Sarah Oakley. And I interviewed her, I think in the first season of the podcast, and she's a very powerful healer and womb healer and, um, sovereignty, like, you know, energy practitioner. Mm. And so she held space for me and for the healing. And my body did need, um, some healing because I think it had actually kind of been poking me, um, Uh for some time, like there was some discomfort. Um, yeah. So, you know, of course finding tribe of women, it was like before I knew you, um, and, uh, but finding the tribe of, of women who are helping one another to heal. And actually Mm. how I like had the spark was I was in a session with a a client who had come to me and she was saying how much she needed to get her IUD out. And I knew upon hearing her that it was a ping that I needed to have. Right. And so this is like just evidence of like women awakening together um, Mm -hmm. that I'm, that I'm pointing out here. Um, Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I want to ask you about your story and your journey because um you know, to become a, a womb practitioner, a sovereign womb practitioner, a woman has a journey. Mm-hmm. I know that yours um, includes motherhood and, and being a massage therapist, but um, if you could share some of your sacred remembering journey on this mm-hmm. podcast, we love a good story about women remembering. So, um, you know, wherever you want to take that would be wonderful. Okay. Yes. I'd be happy to. Um, yeah. So I grew up actually receiving massage from my mother. She was the first massage therapist here in this really small town, um, in rural Iowa. And it was really kind of strange for the times, you know, that she was already doing massage. It was kind of unheard of at the time back in 1984, And, um, and so I was really lucky to receive massage from her since I was a little baby and, Mm. um, and just really, you know, received the benefits from it. I enjoyed it so much. And, um, so flash forward to, um, when I, I was 11, then I was in this car accident and it, 
brought a lot of trauma to my face and my spine. And so that then resulted in like numerous um, dental and surgical procedures and and resulted in chronic pain for me. So I um, started to get headaches. I had digestive issues come up, back pain. Once my period started, I had a lot of menstrual pain, which I later learned um, when you're in a car accident, it can create, if, if, if you had like a severe or not even a severe, it could be more minor whiplash or a torsion injury to your head and neck it responds all the way down into the pelvis and in the uterus, the womb really is impacted. And so later I learned that just that car accident really displaced my uterus and, and created a retroversion in it, which then during menstruation, it's just really hard for it to clear, clear things out. And so it became very painful for me, um, which is um, wow. a big part of what I'll introduce shortly with the abdominal massage of, of what has helped, like the abdominal massage really helped relieve that pain by centering my womb again. Mm. Um, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. So after massage school, I discovered the Arvigo techniques of Maya abdominal therapy just through a, a person locally who was offering this work. I went and received it from her and she mentioned that she was teaching a self-care class like the upcoming weekend and invited me. And I was like, I just felt a definite yes to that invitation. And then during the course, she um, shared with us this video called Sestoon. And there's also a book called Sestoon. And it was written by my now teacher, Rosita Arvigo, about her apprenticeship with this Maya healer in Belize. And so it was um, through that movie that I just felt like, wow, I have to learn this work. And I felt just like, it really felt like a soul kind of calling. Like this is, this is um, more of like my mission and purpose in the world. It just felt really deep on what it mm-hmm. um, kind of activated within me. Um so from there, I was able to um, study the the Maya abdominal massage. And in 2015, I was able to travel to Belize and study with mm-hmm. Rosita in the land, you know, where this um, medicine came from. Wow. It was, a, it was a really, really life-changing experience. We were, um, we were able to work with plant medicine in Belize and really connect to the land. Um where she had studied then with Donnelly Hioponti, who was the this Mayan shaman um, in Belize. And so the work really combines this like ancient knowledge and this wisdom that's been passed down from indigenous healers in Central America. And then the part that Rosita introduced was she was a napropath. And so napropaths are... Um, people that work with connective tissue. So she understood the body really well in that way and was able to kind of take what she learned from Donalejo and, and really map out the anatomy and physiology for, um, for the future of, of humankind. (laughs) I mean, she was able to just (laughs) map it out and and put it into um, like textbooks so that we could then learn like, Oh, why does, why does, why and how do these things work and connect it with the ancient wisdom that she had learned 
wow. through her teacher. Um, hmm. Yeah. So it, hmm. so, so the womb work that I offer, it does, it comes from these ancient lineages of grandmothers, wisdom, shamans, midwives, healers, like wise women is really what a lot of what I offer, where it has come from. And I help women get in touch with their wombs to like expand into greater consciousness within the womb space. And yes, I am a mother of a four and a half year old daughter. And that was a huge, huge initiation. I feel like into my um, kind of uh, like into my knowing, into the wisdom of the womb. Um, I actually became a doula when I was pregnant with um, my daughter because I'm, I'm still living in rural Iowa and we really don't have many resources here. We have a hospital and that's, um, I think there's one midwife here in town who, who doesn't work up, do the hospital births. And mm. otherwise it's, it's really challenging to get um, care that's outside of Western medicine. And so I felt like I just needed to know more. And so I went to the doula training and that really helped um, me to feel comfortable throughout my pregnancy. And then it really empowered me to then have a home birth. And mm, that was just yeah. a huge initiation, like I said, of um, really trusting, I feel like, um, trusting my body, trusting the process, um, trusting God, um, like, yeah, it was a deep, uh, deep surrender. I feel like process, um, yeah. going through the birth of Sigrid, um, and, and a really beautiful one. Like, I just feel like since that kind of initiation, it's just brought me to, to want to learn more, um, because there are still so many questions that I want to answer for myself and for other women. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you so much. It's so, it's so incredible. And these are things that have been, um, I'll say hidden, but you know, just not mm, like yeah. as valued. And, and if we knew the full wisdom of the womb, you know, women would not have been like as controllable, right? Like they had to yes. sort of, uh, confuse us about the power of the womb. And, and like, that's where, you know, ownership, uh, like, men um we took men's last names the men on the land like really all of that was to control the womb i would say um absolutely i agree mm -hmm. and absolutely. even so many of our body parts are named after men you know yeah. who who founded right. them but that doesn't feel right to <sighs> me <laughs> right right <laughs> Yeah. So there's something, I don't, I don't know what the question is here, but what's pinging is, you know, like pregnancy and childbirth is probably the biggest like awakening and initiation into the womb mm -hmm. that we have, uh, perhaps, you know, and then on the road of awakening. And I think there's so much sacred remembering going on around the womb, like right now, mm -hmm. I, I just think mm -hmm. it's so massive. And this is why mm -hmm. I want to talk about it. But Going back to your car accident and like, I bet listeners are astonished to learn that a car accident at 11 had like changed the way your womb laid in your body and, mm -hmm. you know, and had been like causing pain. And, and so 
there are just so many things that that are going on in our bodies all the time that I think we're just dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, you know, like, thank God the, the womb carried the baby and I had the baby. But the, like, even mm-hmm. when I was having the baby at like 18, it was incredible, right? But I wasn't like, thank you, holy womb, you know? Mm-hmm. And then when I was having the baby at 28, uh, it like it it was an incredible process and i was so grateful and i was so grateful to becoming a mother again but again i wasn't like wow what a holy womb center you right. know and right. then and then i like plug it up with an iud to just like deal mm-hmm. with it mm-hmm. um you know for another decade or so mm-hmm. and and to allow men access i mean it's just like it's right. mind blowing it's mind blowing. Right. And like all of the, the ways that we have these subtle patterns in the body that are saying like, I'm not right. I'm not being held right. Or I'm not like, I'm not comfortable, you know, like I mm-hmm. have um, residual patterning in the, in the muscles of my stomach mm. around, you know, probably like, the trauma of pregnancy and loss, probably childhood trauma, but like I kind of hold the left side of my stomach tighter than the right. I mean, it's just so, it's like this muscular pattern, right? So what I'm trying to do is call attention to the ways that um, we we may begin paying attention now, like as, as listeners listen to this conversation, um, you know, what are some other things that you see women, like, what are these pathways of awakening? So yes, childbirth um, and, and like, what other kinds of things are women kind of silently suffering with that, you know, would lead them to like my abdominal massage with you or, Mm -hmm. you know, is that clear? Yes, I think so, Sarah. I think it is clear. Yes. Like, oh, there's so many things. Um, I mean, just birth control. I mean, like, like you mentioned Mm -hmm. the IUD and, and how many people are on birth control and don't know that that's kind of putting them into almost like a menopausal state that, oh, if I, if I've been on birth control since I've been in puberty or something and I've stayed on it for all these years and now, Oh, I want to get, get pregnant. I want to have a baby. Like right now it's like, Whoa, your ovaries actually like we're in this kind of menopausal state and it might take some time for them to wake up and start um, working as they kind of organically do like to create those pathways again for the, the hormones. It's, it's really the hormones that need to kind of, wake up and, and, um, start functioning well again. And the Maya abdominal massage can, can be instrumental in, in helping that process and assisting women through that and kind of speeding that up because it's all about kind of create, creating clear channels, you know, between mm. the heart and the womb space. And I mean, just emotions, like all that we feel that's like, any anxiety, like any, um, fear, any frustration, um, all of that directs into the diaphragm area, which is the area, which is where our ribs meet, but it's quite a big muscle, that diaphragm muscle. Mm -hmm. And when we get anxious or worried that 
muscle gets like really restricted and it gets squeezed. And so what, what happens is, is, I mean, it's, it's, there's a major artery and vein that, that are what go through that area, the, the aorta and the vena cava into our entire pelvis, even into our legs. So you could have like a knee problem that's due to something in your diaphragm or due to your uterus that's tipped to the side. And it's like pressing on the ovary and it's impinging a nerve that goes down to your knee. And now you have knee pain. Um, and so it's all so very connected. Um, obviously the body and the emotions and, and what we, what we feel goes into our body and, and the abdominal massage is just this really gentle, beautiful practice of being able to lay your own hands on your diaphragm and see, like, just check in kind of, first of all, like, how am I, you know, and it gives a lot of feedback. I think that's very different from what the brain might be telling you, you know, and that's, that's what I've so appreciated about this self-care practice with the my abdominal massage is like at the end of the day, when I, I do my massage generally before bedtime and I'm actually like in the first many months, I would be surprised like, whoa, like if I would feel, you know, a lot of tension there, it just helped me kind of reflect on the day and, and what has happened in my day and just helped me kind of um, bring, bring a lot of awareness as to what happened and just allow myself to move through that. Um, so the, the massage is, is it's beneficial for so many different people. Um, you know, if you suffer with menstrual pain, it's fantastic throughout pregnancy. It, It would be like best to learn it even before you get pregnant, just to make sure that everything is really open and circulating well, and that the lymph is pulling out whatever doesn't need to be in there. And then learning that massage and then doing it even all throughout pregnancy, it really helps assist in keeping the baby centered Hmm. and keeping you feeling well all throughout pregnancy, like all the things like, um, yes, I'm just, Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds really powerful. And I know that, I mean, so many women are holding their breath so much and holding so much tension in like the busyness of life. And that goes right to the diaphragm. I mean, that's what, that's like the area of tension. And so I love the idea of doing the massage at the end of the day and opening those channels back up. But also Mm -hmm. I love what you said about the reflection because it's like, you know, how did I use my energy today? And was Mm -hmm. I holding my breath and do I feel good and expansive and alive? Or, you know, do I, am I holding like fear patterns and just that those questions and that self-awareness, but I love the, the touch and you teach the Mayan abdominal massage to women for them to do themselves. Correct. That's right, Sarah. Yes, that's right. Mm -hmm. Even like, so yeah, I want to say, um, like long distance, right. Mm -hmm. You can teach a woman like over zoom how to presence for herself. I can. Yes. Yes. I, I teach it over zoom and it is, it can be very effective, um, for women. I mean, ideally it would be hands-on, but you know, if we don't have that option, I think that it is very effective to teach women online, um, to, to do it themselves. Yes. I kind of, I get the camera kind of on them and and, and are able to see that what they're doing, you know, with their Mm -hmm. hands and just try to provide 
as much helpful feedback as I can from, from watching them and what they're doing. And I've been doing this for some time. So I, it, it, um, it gets easier, you know, with, with practice, as I watch more and more women, I can see more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, this question's just popping as far as the, Mm -hmm. um, the ancient connections and what your teacher had learned. How is this a part of the Mayan culture and how are the women, um, you know, utilizing it or how did they, you know, or like, so how are they supporting their bodies with this? Great question. Yeah. So as far as I know, so I, so yes, my, my teacher Rosita studied with, with Donna Lejio, like I mentioned, and she, how that actually, well, I don't, I don't need to get into that story, but so she ended up um, eventually asking him if he would teach her and, and he agreed to teach her if she, would stay in Belize. And, and she, um, she said that she would stay there and, and take care of the people there forever. And so from what I understand through her is that the women in Belize have babies much, much younger than we do here in the United States. And from what I understand, everyone learned this abdominal massage. Like this was just mm. what mothers would pass down to their children. And this is what they did. And um, so like every woman that Donna Lejio would teach in this little hut or not teach, uh, um, see, he was like the doctor of the village. He would do this, um, uterine massage on every single woman and, and, and be sure that their uterus was in position because it's the center of their being. And, mm. and if a woman's uterus isn't in position, like, I think he said, like everything can kind of go wrong. So from what I understand, this was just what was passed down from grandmothers to mothers, mothers to children, and everyone did it. And and that's how they stayed, um, I think, really healthy and fertile. Um, yeah. Mm. Amazing. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'm jumping around here a little bit, but there was something that you said earlier um, that I was just pinging as something I wanted to know more about. You were saying clear channels. Like it's important mm, yes. for the energy to run. And yes. I feel like this is, this is one of those soul pings, these sacred remembering pings is anytime someone talks about the heart womb connection, I'm like, tell me more, please. Like if there's something, I just want to <laughs> learn everything about the heart womb connection because um, there's just so, it, it's just, it rings as truth. It rings as like, please mm. tell me more because there's something I still want to know and learn and, and awaken yeah. to and revive like in, in my, um, in my feminine journey. I'm like, what is this connection? <laughs> Ooh, I love um, to hear that Sarah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So can we talk about that channel? Absolutely. Yes. So there is this channel, there's this interconnection or this pathway between our high heart and the womb space or which would be the prostate in men. And it's called the bow my, and it's this inner channel or this vessel um, where there's a big flow of chi, this huge energy connection between our heart, like the actual heart in our chest and then in our womb space or what I call the low heart. And so for this area to be flowing correctly, like there has to be so much healthy circulation of energy. There needs to be like 
yeah, like us embodying our feelings and being able to nourish ourselves through what we feel, keeping the connections open in our um, belly and in this, all the areas, even into our back area from the heart down to the womb. Mm. Um, So much can cause a breakage in that space, you know, like, again, these emotions that we're talking about, like any anxiety or fear can get kind of locked in there and can disrupt that flow of energy, creating like all sorts of issues, you know, like an unhappy gut or, or difficulty even breathing with the lack of space. It can create limb stagnation, um, like belly ache. Um, and so to correct that, that flow, like we need to get the chi to move and so that the body can function like the body wants to function as a whole, you know? And so once we kind of remove whatever is not functioning well, so the three things that my teacher, um, or my mentor, Heather Bruce, speaks about she's a natural healthcare provider in Australia and she talks about the three things to look at right away we kind of look at triage and is what she calls it and those three things are first connecting like spirit to spirit like what like if there's any shock or trauma that has happened in the body we need to address that first we need to be able to be in the present moment able to connect you know spirit to spirit as as mm-hmm. you and I are doing here and then And then the second thing would be any cold in the body. So cold really um, creates stagnation. It doesn't allow blood flow and it doesn't allow lymph flow, which is like the garbage collector, you know, kind of taking out whatever is no longer necessary Mm -hmm. in our body. It doesn't allow that sort of exchange to happen. It just sort of freezes things in. And so a big part of the work is to a process of cupping out the cold. And so like I would Mm. put a a cup on woman's navel with a coin kind of into their navel point, because it's a a point where you don't want to lose any of that. Like it's our young chi point. So it's the place where we metabolize from and get our energy. And so Mm. if that area is cold, it's not doing that very well. And so we cup out the cold to pull out any cold that's been stuck in the body. And then we put in some really beautiful, like uh, moxa over this ginger and then salt to help introduce this like really healing frequency and heat then back Mm. into the body. And then the third thing is any scars. So if you've had any abdominal surgeries, women with cesarean scars, um, appendectomy scars, like any surgery in their abdomen could really cut off um, energy from being able to move through that heart to womb connection. So those are kind of the three things that we look for to work with. If there's cold shock and scars that you want to work through those three things first, before we, we get into anything kind of further. Um, yeah. Super fascinating. And just really, um, like bowing to your unique wisdom, Thea, because uh, women need you. <laughs> we need you. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, I've you, had, man. yeah, absolutely. And I want to just, again, I, I'm always trying to tell stories and normalize on this podcast. Like we're all remembering, we're all going through this. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've had like, 
interesting abdominal stuff. It's varied, you know, for the last 20 years, but I think even before that, I think it was like due to the childhood trauma. Cause I remember being a little girl and holding my belly oh. and, you know, like, because that little girl had been like hurt and traumatized and, and I was mm. like trying to nurture by holding my belly. Mm. But then I got to be like, when I was 18, I lost a child and I had this mm-hmm. giant stretched out belly from this nine pound baby mm but the child was adopted. And so just massive trauma on all levels around like losing the baby, but the, you know, the body dysmorphia and the way I began to hold the belly. um, And then the IBS that like was just Mm. so significant and massive for years and years and years. And I'm like, Mm. what if I had known about things like this, you know? And even now, like, in a, I'm in a next level kind of like the iteration of my own journey around um, digestion and this navel point. Like I do a lot of Kundalini mm. yoga and they're always talking about the navel point. Mm-hmm. And so it was through Kundalini and how they talk about navel point. There was another ping, like you need more yeah, of this. And so I started to pay attention to that. And I'm like, oh, even though I've told myself that I have this weak weak stomach and like, Mm. um, you know, weak digestion, weak stomach. When I started to do the navel point exercises and like the breath of fire, my digestion was stoking and the heat was coming back. And, you know, it was like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. There's more like, oh yes, I can feel better. Right. Because I think one thing that I'm just saying this for the women out there, like we get used to feeling bad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And, yes. and we don't have to, we don't yes. have to. And I think this area, I think when you and I were chatting in a previous conversation um, and you were talking about the massage and like, just if more people had this tool and I would, I've been thinking about it since we talked last and I was just really contemplating on, you know, even when you go to a massage, like, even if like, in the rare chance that we're on a massage table, they don't massage your belly. Right. I know. <laughs> That's what I was so blown away by. I was like, what yeah. is going on here? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and then I'm like, but my traumatized belly would have loved more touch all of yes. these years. Yeah. You know, rather than just like having to function, like having to be okay. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. what it wants is tenderness and connection. Mm -hmm. And that brings Mm -hmm. me right back to that heart womb connection. I mean, I just, I feel it. We just, oh gosh, all of the stagnation around emotions and um, like what we allow ourselves to express or don't express as women. And Mm-hmm. Yeah, just I really feel that heart womb connection. There's there's something yeah. there that my heart just really wants to continue to journey with. So thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's really beautiful, Sarah. Yeah, thank you. And I mean, just what you said, it's so self-soothing that the massage, just how like soothing that is when we've been through traumatic experiences, you know, and just even after pregnancy, just the yeah, the loose skin, like all just Re, like relearning yourself in this new way. Like you're a new woman. This is like a new body almost after giving birth, you know? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and that's another thing that uh, Heather's teacher, Dr. John F. Shen shares is 
that really there are four times in a woman's life that actually we can really be almost like reborn in a, in a really positive, really positive, powerful way. And that those are during puberty and during, uh, or during, yeah, your, your menstruation time, when you give birth menopause, and I'm not even remembering, Oh, the other one, the other one is when you begin like sexual, um, intimacy. So those four, and that's so like, not what we've been taught, you know, like, I feel like we've been taught like that these are going to be kind of really challenging and that you're going to be almost less afterwards. Like it's going to be like depletion, you know, it's not like, wow, this is kind of something that can actually recreate you and give you Mm -hmm. more energy and kind of like renew you through Mm -hmm. this process. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the steaming is another thing, the perennial steaming or vaginal steaming or yoni steaming is a really beautiful process to help release any trauma that that people have experienced. Um, It helps, again, it's just softening and soothing and, and helping us to feel and build trust again, just with the simple process of water, allowing that to steam into our pelvis. And, and actually it helps reconnect that channel of the heart to the womb, because it's actually working all the way up our digestive system and helps tremendously with the the digestive system. I didn't even know this until COVID had happened and studying with this new teacher, she put us on a 30 day challenge to do the yoni steaming or the perennial steaming. And, and so I did it and I was just blown away at how the impact on my nervous system, how calming that was and my digestive system. It was like, wow, I didn't even think that this is greatly benefited, you know, by doing this practice. Um, Amazing. That's so good to know. And um, for anyone listening who wants more information about Yoni Seeming, I'm sure that Thea has some things. And I also did a whole episode on that. Um, Christina Bertelli in Asheville set up this like outdoor Yoni steam for me. And I went and had this like experiential um, experience. And then we did an interview and yeah, it was incredible when I released. I'm going to re-listen to that episode because it was, it was such a cool experience of like absolute um, like release of something emotional that um, yeah, it was very powerful, very, very powerful. Mm -hmm. And then will you also talk about um, castor oil packs? Yes. Yes. Castor oil packs are so fantastic at softening and breaking up scar tissue. And so putting scar tissue on, or excuse me, putting castor oil on any scar that you have, and it's a messy oil. So it's a, it's an oil that does stain, but it's so powerful in how it helps to break through that scar tissue. So, um, Mm. I really recommend that for any scars that women have like cesarean scars again, or any scars in your body. And they can even be really small scars that can actually really block energy flow, um, from Mm. happening. And, um, so with the castor oil packs, you want to warm the castor oil up a little bit. So you could put it like in a jar, you know, and then put it in some warm water. So it's not cold when you put it on and then put it on your body. And then you could put just a, like a towel over top that and put a hot water bottle over that. Um, you can also get a piece of like flannel fabric where you're soaking the, the castor oil up a bit more to really do a, a good pack that you could put like on your liver is a really great place that um, castor oil packs are done and Mm -hmm. putting the heat then over that area of your liver. 
Um, for myself, having been in that car accident, I have a lot of sacral um, pain and dysfunction. And so doing the, I've done a lot of castor oil packs on my sacrum and it's really helped that area to heal. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. That's so fascinating. Thank you for sharing those, um, those tools. And uh, I think we'll begin to wrap up, but the, the last topic that is pinging for me is, um, you know, you were talking about like the ancient origins of Mm -hmm. this wisdom that you carry, but there's also this like holy future part of you that um, mm-hmm. I feel like we want to bridge here because you really are doing a lot of work in the quantum healing space uh, as well. And so yes. I just want to invite you to share um, anything that's coming to mind about that. But um, again, just deep appreciation for um, the the ancient future bridge that, mm-hmm. that you're holding and, um, you know, for this power wisdom that's coming through solar womb Mm. yeah thank you again sarah um yes the quantum healing is such a powerful tool um to again heal heal our past timelines that have where we've been hurt or wounded or traumatized um there's there's a lot of different quantum healing practices that I get to offer women now. And they go from anything from looking at the past timeline where you want to do like a timeline repair is a process that I, I offer women where we go back into a memory or an event that has happened where there was a strong um, emotional charge with that, such as my car accident. I've gone back through that one um, many times and kind of looked at what were the emotions that I felt, you know, my dad was the driver and there was a lot there. And so exploring what, what kind of got stuck in time, because when we have a big trauma or a shock in our system, it's, it's, it gets kind of held in our system. And then mm-hmm. in relationship to the quantum field, it creates what we call a time stamp that then those kind of negative emotions, like the fear that I felt or the terror that I felt in that accident, that emotion creates in the quantum field this with this energetic timestamp. So to go back to that event and to explore these um, elements that are timeless, like we bring in the multidimensional self or your avatar self. And so it's really a kind of incredible thing to witness, like how things start, start to shift then within the memory. And then we bring in this timeless aspect of God and and what shifts in that timeline. And what we end up um, with is generally a really big shift from the negative emotions into this really positive, different emotional signature that then we bring all of that shift in the timeline through a portal back into our heart and we're printing in that new energy then for as many days as it takes to kind of collapse out that old timeline so that we're really living fully in our highest timeline or in this present timeline. And then a couple of, I mean, there's various other quantum healing practices that I offer like quantum rebirthing um, is a, is a really fun 
one that I do with women where we go back into the womb space of your mother and you get to then be reborn into an archetype of your choosing in, in quite a different way, you know, than, than than we may have remembered or been born the first time. Um, Mm. there's a quantum creation practice that I offer where we can kind of create what we're, um, wanting in our future, what we're desiring to, to create. And we can work with that. There's a quantum inner child where we, you know, work with any of the inner child, um, hurt or wounding that we may have had and and do a really kind of fun experience with the, the quantum healing, the inner child work. And then, um, there's a quantum queen practice where I go through these um, seven sacred laws um, of the divine feminine. And then the woman gets to be crowned by the King. She gets crowned Mm. as queen. Um, And that's just a really powerful, beautiful process um, to take women through. So yeah, the quantum healing is um, it's so fun and it's, it's just a really powerful process to heal with in this multidimensional way. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I didn't, I, I love that menu. It's like menu (laughs) options. Um, I'll I'll have the rebirthing please. Um, Totally. (laughs) Sign you up. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, so I did a a timeline repair with you and um, you know, the other thing, so much of of my work and what I'm talking about with women in sessions is like how to heal the relationship with the masculine. Mm -hmm. And um, so you, you also work in that space. And I want to lift that up because these, you know, false masculine imprints around, you know, like men are going to take from me or men aren't going to stand by me or protect me or, you know, those kinds of false masculine, um, effects of of like thousands of years of patriarchy um mm-hmm. on the womb space and and on the psyche of women um we can be you know using lots of modalities to heal that and um i did a quantum timeline repair with you and i i don't remember exactly why we went into it i think it had something to do with men but it was about the the time of my daughter's birth. And I had been like sent to the basement (laughs) um, at that time. And I've done lots of therapy sessions on my months shunned in the basement, um, pregnant and shunned to the basement. But um, I remember that in our timeline repair, it was like the child's father from that time, my father from that time, but then all of these other masculine beings who had been in my life, but like some aspect of those repeated patterns had been present, Mm -hmm. like they all came forward. So like there were these merging timelines and then it all healed, like that aspect healed across the timelines Mm -hmm. um, inside the session. So, and it was incredible. And I can't remember the details. I'd have to look in my journal, but like one of the men turned to me and said something that like set it free and you know and then like the pattern was done wow yeah wow you 
you, Thank you for yeah. <laughs> holding that space. Yes. Yes. It's an honor. Yeah. yeah. It's such a privilege. Yes. Yeah. This is really big work that you're doing. So thank you so much for doing it. Thank you so much for being here. And um, is your website solarwomb.com? It is not. I don't okay. have a website <laughs> I <made that> right <laughs> now. It will be. <laughs> um, okay, I have a okay. scheduling site right now. So if you go on Simply Book okay. Me, you can find me at Thea Satram. If you go on to that site to schedule a session with me, my website is in progress right now. Got it. And you're on Facebook, yeah. correct? Yes. And I'm on Facebook as well. Yes. Okay. So yes. We'll, we'll put that link yep. in the show notes. Thea, is there anything that's been left unsaid that you want to share uh, with listeners? I don't, let me see. Nothing is coming this moment, Sarah. It was just so fun to have this conversation with you. So I really appreciate you bringing this womb knowledge to all the listeners and just thank you so much for having me. Yeah. You're so welcome. Thank you for being here. And yeah, I want to encourage everyone to find you, book sessions with you, you know, schedule the the abdominal massage education. And um, like, let's just dive into this because I feel like we just hit a lot of topics that not a lot of people are talking about on a daily basis. And it's like tip of the iceberg, um, I think, for for what we're remembering and, and what we're diving into. So, yeah, I just am really feeling like a, a very, um, you know, gentle encouragement and, and invitation to women listening to um, be gentle with yourself. It's like we didn't know what we didn't know. Like, you know, wonderful that these Mayan women were passing on how to take care of your wombs and uterus from the time you're menstruating or what have you, but we, like most of us weren't getting that. And, um, we were getting messages of like, you know, uh, (laughs) very, very, absent, um, how to take care of these precious, precious parts of our bodies. So, um, you know, we're remembering and we're relearning and I think, um, gentleness and really cultivating that the emotionality of it and, and that heart womb connection, um, just feels, feels like a beautiful invitation. Like we can come into this territory and, um, and like, kindly nurture our bodies back to this awareness. Yes. Beautifully said. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Thea. You're so welcome. (laughs) Yes. Thanks again. (laughs) There is a call inside of women to be in community again. You have been doing so much personal healing work, so much introspection out there on your own. And now you're ready to step into space with others. I feel it too. If you want sacred space that welcomes modern women as they are, that integrates masculine energy with the feminine energy. In other words, it's not just a goddess feminine circle. It's a circle of women coming back into union and unity. Then the sacred remembering membership is for you. Think of it as a sacred feminine church meets educational library, meets instructional energetic practices, meets healing circle. It's all there and it's all in community. I have pulled together multiple groups of women in the past three years. And what I can tell you is this. 
there is always purpose and magic to who gathers and why. We are soul family, truly. If you're listening to this, you're soul family. And so the Sacred Remembering Membership Community is the next space to step into that tribe. And you're so welcome here. The membership includes an archive of resources, channeled content, teachings, energy activations, and so much more. My three published ebooks are in this archive, the Divine Mother Architectural Series, my Healing Man and Money Trauma Teachings, and more. Also included are live calls twice a month, bonus calls, and interviews with experts. And perhaps the best part, there is a Mighty Networks community where you get to meet one another, share out what you do, ask for help, seek sister guidance, etc, etc. This is for you. I have created it for you, for us. You can join today and we'll look forward to seeing you on the next live call. You can go to sarahpoet.com, find the group, and sign up. And we'll see you soon. This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Remember that you are not alone on the sacred path, and women are rising now together. You can visit my website, sarahpoet.com, for more tools and inspiration to support your sacred remembering path. Please be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to hear from you. Stay connected, and here's to your path of sacred remembering.